Business News, International Sports and Entertainment News. Right here on GTR. GTR. Good afternoon and welcome to the midday news coming up this afternoon cecilia dapa files injunction against osp wants further confiscation of her properties stormed energy minister commends vra for 88.58 percent electricity penetration rate including dialysis on nhis will collapse it says mubarak muntaka and don't put religion at center of 2024 elections religious leaders to citizens this business sports and showbiz is coming in this afternoon's bulletin the news will be read by awintemi akansukum now let's settle for the details former sanitation minister cecilia dapa has filed an interlocutory injunction application against the office of the special prosecutor osp seeking to stop the office from further confiscating any of her properties until the criminal case against her is determined an application filed by madame dapes legal team is praying the court for an order of interlocutory injunction restraining the office of the special prosecutor or his officers assigns and servants whomsoever or otherwise howsoever from taking any step that would adversely affect or prejudice the applicant or the applicant's right including their right to a fair trial their right to protection from the privation of property and their right to administrative justice until the final determination of the suit upon the grounds set out in the accompanying affidavit and for any further order or others as this court may deem fit, Madame Dapa filed a similar application October 10 in an attempt to stop the OSP from investigating and prosecuting her and her husband, Daniel Osekofor, on charges of suspected corruption and corruption related offenses. In her application for a judicial review in her October suit, the former minister prayed the court to declare the seizure and refreezing of bank accounts on 5th September 2023 as unfair, unreasonable, capricious and arbitrary madame dapa argued that the court must approve her application to protect her property and personal right and that damages would be inadequate to compensate her now to some other stories energy minister matu opoku prampe has commended the volta river authority vra for its role in the government's electricity expansion drive he said the vra has been crucial in helping government achieve an electricity pen- penetration rate of 88.58 percent across the country mr opoku prampe made the remarks when he took his turn at the meet the press series held in accra on Thursday. He also responded to calls by some Ghanaians for VRA to resettle victims of the Akosomo Dam spillage. He said the VRA has so far been on top of the issue and that resettlement should be left in the hands of the interministerial committee looking into the matter. According to him, the interministerial committee would make their recommendations to parliament on the resettlement issue for the House to consider. 
Meanwhile, the president of the Ghana Institute of Engineering, Engineer Kopuna Bimpong, has praised the VRA for the good engineering decision it made to balance preserving the integrity of the Akosomo Dam and preserving the loss of lives in the recently ended controlled spillage of the dam. He praised the authority of the recent dialogue held between the Ghana Institute of Engineering and the Volta River Authority. Now, a ranking member of Parliament Health Committee, Mubarak Mohamed Muntaka, has disagreed with the sustainability plan of the Health Minister, Kwekwajiman Menu, to include dialysis in the National Health Insurance Scheme. Mr. Ajiman Menu, while addressing Parliament Thursday, November 9, to brief the House on what led to the closure of the renal units at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, suggested three options to forestall the recurrence of the closure of the renal unit. According to him, the health ministry in collaboration with Kolebu and the Ministry of Finance is considering the possible inclusion of dialysis on the National Health Insurance Benefit Package, the granting of subsidies based on proposals received from Kolebu and a possible review of tariffs to ensure the sustainability of the services. However, in an interview with the media, the Asawasi MP stated that the minister's plan, particularly of including renal services on the NHIS, is not sustainable and that capping the NHIS fund is inhumane. He added that while the kidney dialysis issue is critical and solutions must be found, he believes it is not ideal to include it on the NHIS because it is already overburdened. Meanwhile, the Chief Executive Office of the National Health Insurance Authority, Dr. Bernard Okoboy, has suggested measures the government can adapt to reduce out-of-pocket expenses for renal patients. According to him, dialysis was too huge a cost for individual battling kidney conditions to bear alone since most of them might be unable to pay for these services speaking to the media he said a country as a country i can tell you boldly if we are committed we can pay totally for kidney care elaborating on the way the government can reduce the burden on kidney patients he said first of all Politically, we have been going back and forth on funding the NHIS. Kenya even pays for kidney transplant. The reason is very simple. 90% to 95% of the funds are directly with them. Secondly, we can put some levy referred to as syntax on some one or two products, which are normally not consumed by the ordinary person, but by people in a particular class, and the inflows on that can go into a fund, not necessarily with the National Health Insurance Scheme. Thirdly, we as a country can come together to take away all the taxes on any item that goes into kidney care, we can look at two or three consumables that affect the pricing and the state can procure them directly.
To some other stories, a Christian Council of Ghana, CCG, has cautioned the electorates and Ghanaians in general against putting religion at the center of the 2024 general election by touching on the religious identities of the two flag bearers of the new patriotic party and the National Democratic Congress, NDC. Such a situation, the council explained, if allowed to foster, would create tension and conflict and have that consequences on the democratic credentials peace and stability of the country the two flag bearers of the two main political parties do not represent religious identities and they are not presenting to us religious ideologies the chairman of the ccg rights reverend dr Hilliard Dogbe gave the warning while responding to questions and concerns from some participants in this year's conference on religion and peaceful coexistence in Accra. Key among those who asked the questions during the panel discussion and audience engagement session was a senior research fellow at the Institute of Democratic Governance, IDEC, Kwesi Jonah. Jointly organized by the National Peace Council, TUDEC, a non-governmental organization, and the Ministry of Chieftains and Religious Affairs, CCG, at the office of the National Chief Imam, the conference was on the theme, Faithful Dis- Discourse, Building a Peaceful World Together. It attracted traditional and religious leaders, queen mothers, the clergy, African religion practitioners, politicians, members of parliament, and media practitioners, including the president of the Ghana Journalists Association, Albert Kobna Jumfo, among others. Now, to some business this afternoon, Ghana has missed out on the November 1 timeline set in the International Monetary Fund Program to get a second tranche of the $3 billion bailout package as the country's debt rework negotiation with external creditors delay. The Black Stars of Africa is still in talks with its external creditors for debt relief worth $10.5 billion. The country has already submitted proposal to its commercial creditors seeking a haircut of up to 40% and additional debt rework with its bilateral creditors including China and the Paris Club. Checks from the funds program documents reveal that Ghana has not been able to meet all the necessary financing assurances from its creditors to unlock the disbursement of the second tranche worth $600 million, which was scheduled to hit Ghana's account November 1, 2023. Prior to the first disbursement, Ghana had to secure financial assurance from its external creditors, a requirement fulfilled before the IMF Executive Board approved the payment. Under the three-year ECF program, the Ghanaian government plans to restructure around $10.5 billion of its external debt, which stood at nearly $30 billion in June 2023. There have been differing opinions on the condition for receiving the second tranche of $600 million, which would bring the total disbursement to $12 billion after the fund's first review. To some sports, Rayo Valokana defender Abdul Momin has been called to the Black Stars in the latest iteration of Ghana's national men's football team. The call-up bookends the former FC 
players fine run for the La Liga side with a young defender being one of the biggest storylines from Black Stars head coach Chris Hutton's squad. Aside moment, Black Stars captain Andre the day I use call up has generated a ton of interest since the veteran player is a free agent and has been without a club since the start of the 2023-2024 season in Argens. Moment scored his first ever goal for Rayo since he joined the Spanish club from Portuguese side before the start of the 2022-2023 season. The 25-year-old slammed home from just inside the penalty box for his debut goal in the La Liga in Rayo's 2-2 draw with Real Sociedad off a set piece. He followed it up with a sterling performance in a goalless draw against Real Madrid and frustrated Madrid's highly rated Brazilian attacker Vinicius Jr. Momin is one of the eight defenders called up to the team and they are expected to play for Ghana. Now to some showbiz this afternoon, media personality Stacey Amwating is advising celebrities, especially besties, turned foes about the need to maintain privacy and safeguard their personal disputes from public scrutiny, emphasizing the importance of keeping their disagreement out of the public eye. The host of TV show Restoration with Stacey said it was time such influential figures and role models stop such public show showdowns whenever bad blood arose. She told the media that it was inappropriate for former friends who were once inseparable to resort to public insults, often using offensive language and revealing intimate secrets. She asserted that such behavior not only tarnishes their public image but could also irreparably damage the bond they once cherished. Stacy cautioned celebrities about the unforgiving nature of the internet and uh, observed that hardly a week passed without a public dispute between celebrity friends or public figures engaging in messy social media feud. Whether it involves betrayal or online animosity, some of these quarrels have been explosive and highly visible to the public she further advised celebrities to consider the long-term consequences of their actions as everything they said and did online could affect not only themselves but also the people involved including their children and that's it with the midday news on ghana talks radio the news was read by awintemi akan sukumai say thanks so much for making time have a good afternoon. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio.